This is episode number 42 of the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. And in this episode, I talk to you about a very controversial subject. Should you discuss the level of profit that you make with your staff? Find out the answer on the show. It's coming up. Welcome to the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. My name is Paul Goff, former professional soccer physical therapist turned successful business owner and author from the UK. Each week, we answer your questions and bring you an inspiring story or person from the global physical therapy community. This show is dedicated to helping great physical therapists become hugely successful business owners. Thanks for joining me today. Now let the class begin. So hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. Uh, My name is Paul Goff. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, It is, as always, great to be here uh, to talk to you um, about a a very specific uh, topic uh, that will hopefully help you to run a a sustainably successful physical therapy uh, business. It is the core of this podcast. It is uh, about helping you to become a better business owner. So it is January the 11th, 2019, and I uh, am in England. I am on the eve of my flight to the US, fly out tomorrow to uh, begin uh, the next chapter, if you like, in uh, the Goff uh, family journey. We are off to the US tomorrow to move into our new house and uh, pick up the new car and schools and uh, just generally integrate into life into the US uh, as of tomorrow. So we are uh, very, very excited uh, about that and um, saying bye to a few people today. It's uh, Natalie's been a little sad this week. It's um, it's quite uh, it's quite emotional, I think, this week for her. Harry, I dropped him off at school this morning, and it is his uh, last day at school with his friends. So uh, he's very excited about um, heading over to the US. And uh, I think uh, the warm weather is certainly something that he's become accustomed to. And um, we've got a swimming pool in the new house, and uh, it's something that he uh, has for the last two weeks uh, been speaking about, the fact that he can jump in a swimming pool after school, which... Uh, it's certainly something that you can't do in, uh, certainly something you can't do in England. So we're um, we're excited to get out and start the new adventure. We've got uh, a new office to get kitted out. I've got interviews for staff starting on Wednesday. Uh, a brand new marketing assistant coming into the team from uh, hopefully the end of the month. So it's uh, exciting uh, to get to interview some people next week from the Orlando area as well. So if you're around, uh, let me know. Say hello. So. Uh, what else has been going on? Well, um, I've been non-stop. Uh, my voice is a little croaky today. Uh, I've just literally um, been drinking some honey to try and uh, soothe my voice. I've done nothing. Uh, since the 2nd of January, I've done nothing but talk. I've been in planning meetings. Uh, I'm literally about 10 days behind on emails. Um, I've barely even had a chance to, to look at my emails in uh, the last 10 days. I've done nothing but be involved in planning meetings or meetings with uh, my media team with my um, investments team or with my uh, physio business team uh, more recently this week. And then in the last two days, um, I've had the UK European Mastermind program that I host every three months in the UK in my clinic, uh, which was great. We had 16 business owners coming in from as far afield as Denmark. Uh, we are doing our bit to keep Europe together. Uh, Denmark, a physio from Denmark flew in. Uh, We had physios from Ireland, uh, from Northern Ireland, from Scotland, from all over uh, England flying in and we spent two days together and uh, a particular highlight was uh, on day two, 
I brought in three of my staff, uh, my front desk girl Jess, my practice manager Vicky and my head physio Johnny and uh, pretty much open to Q&A for everybody in the room to be able to talk to my team about how they basically all work together. And the more and more that I see it and the more that I work with businesses, I think this thing called team and leverage uh, is something that we need to start possibly spending a bit more time speaking about. How do you get all of the cogs in your wheel to work together? And ultimately, um, how Jess on the front desk knows what Johnny's job is and Johnny understands the role of Vicky and how they all uh, work together as a team, not not individuals or um, you know people with their own egos or their own agenda uh, looking to develop their own career ahead of the businesses. And that, that can never be the case. And that is probably something that we'll get onto today as we speak around the core topic, which is discussing uh, profit with your staff. So that was that was amazing. Um, always great to to have people in, and uh, it's very exciting. We spend the the days together. Spoke a lot about annual planning, creating a marketing plan, uh, and just how uh, generally helping business owners make better decisions about how to run a business, which is uh, more and more what what I am teaching. Uh, ultimately, you know, a lot of people can teach you marketing or Instagram or funnels and so on, and that's great. Uh, but nothing trumps being able to um, <coughs> have a framework to make better decisions about your business. If you are at the action level of your business, you're in trouble. Uh, you have to live at the decision level because if you can make better decisions, you can uh, make more or take more concerted action, which gets you uh, significantly better uh, results. And that's been my uh, my message uh, for quite a long time, that, that you have to make better decisions about your business and therefore have to understand better how uh, the whole concept of marketing works, the message market media. It isn't enough just to be thinking about a new logo or getting a website or pixels or funnels, understanding the basic principles of how human behavior uh, affects your success in business, understanding the absolute rock-solid foundational principles of financial um, uh, success or savviness, if you like, uh, how to create a budget and a variance analysis and an accounts receivable report, Unding, uh, even understanding the role that your accountant has um, in your business, that they're not there to create uh, spreadsheets and balance sheets for you they're ultimately there to determine how much tax that you should be paying that's it you know do you need somebody in between there uh, a biller or somebody who creates your management report most likely yes so these are all of the things that we discuss at the masterminds um, and if you're from the uk or europe the next one uh, is in may well, i'll be back in the uk in may so reach out to us uh, don't keep sitting on the fence there is a lot of things happening uh, with or without you we are uh, very steadily building a very very uh, close-knit group of uh, business owners in europe that are uh, just doing amazingly uh, well so so I've had my physio planning um, and look out on the podcast in the next uh, couple of weeks. I'm literally staring at a whiteboard in my office with uh, nine audio experiences that are being lined up for you. Um, some of the highlights of all of the audio, uh, my phone is packed full of audio that I've uh, got to share with you. Some of uh, the highlights, half an hour, 45 minutes, clip it's from all of the meetings that I've held over the last 10 days. I'm going to put out some of the appropriate ones. Uh, so get uh, get set for those coming onto the podcast in the next in the next couple of uh, weeks from my physio planning event, from a UK mastermind event. Um, and I've got some um, exciting footage, hopefully, to share with you when I get to America at the weekend. I've got um, my next two-day meeting, which is with eight of the top business owners in my uh, program in what is called my CEO Mastermind, my CEO Mastermind program, where uh, eight of us get together and we sit in a boardroom uh, and we think like shareholders about our businesses. It's a um, high-end program, super smart, super successful business owners, and um, 
it will be fun. I'll uh, see if I can get 20 to 25 minutes of that footage or something from that room to uh, to share with you as well. Uh, so basically, there is a crap load of stuff going on. I hope you're getting involved. Uh, please don't keep sitting on the fence. Uh, this community of ours from this side is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and that's because we are focusing on the bigger picture of you as a business owner. Um, it isn't just about more hustle and more hard work and more uh, action. It is about more thinking. Uh, so that you can actually take the right action uh, and get the results ultimately that you want. So, other things uh, new, uh, or not new, but news, um, the hiring book is out. Um, I don't know if you uh, are aware, but I wrote two books last year. Uh, the marketing book obviously went to number one on Amazon, as did my hiring book. It's called The PT Hiring Solution. It is uh, available at paulshiringbook.com, paulshiringbook.com. Of course, you can get it on Amazon, but if you want the best bonuses, you'll need to get it direct from uh, yours truly. We give you significantly uh, better bonuses and um, reasons to buy it uh, directly from me, uh, including um, a few classes and PDFs and various things that you'll get if you buy it direct from uh, me. Uh, the sauce uh, hiring book is out now if you are planning on hiring in 2019 and you want a proven plan uh, it's took me 10 years to figure out how to hire uh, the staff that I've got today and the system um, is ultimately all uh, put down in the book it's uh, a very very powerful book it went straight into number one uh, it's been read by business owners all over the world uh, the six steps basically that I go through to find world-class staff that I can trust to grow my business uh, and it's 1 billion percent proven um, in the fact that uh, the 25 or so staff that I will be leaving behind in the UK uh, have all been recruited or, or largely have been recruited by the system that I use that will allow me to go and build a business uh, or continue to grow a business from 4,000 miles away. So it works if you want staff that you can trust, whether it's admin, whether it's marketing assistant, whether it's uh, PT, it's all discussed in the hiring book and it is absolutely nothing like some of the trash that you are getting told to hire for personality and train for skill, which is just the ultimate uh, load of bullshit. Nobody really should be hired for having a good personality. Um, it's absolutely about values and experience is not that essential. Um, it's to do with skill. And the key is to be able to understand what the outcomes are that you want for the role and then go match that up to the skills that are required. And all of a sudden you realize that instead of uh, three or four people who might be interested in your job, if you create the right job description, looking for skills, not necessarily experience in your specific role, uh, you'll be inundated with quality candidates. And that's often the difference between um, a really good applicant and a, or a really good employee and somebody who you settled for uh, because the pool of people uh, to choose from was so small. So uh, hiring in 2019 um, is likely, uh, and again, more and more as we you know grow together and you come on this journey with me um certainly if my clients are listening they are experiencing that as your business grows it will become more about the people um, and the leverage that you get from that um, most businesses stall in the hiring or the growing phase and that's because people uh, come into the equation and the leader or manager of that business is just not equipped to manage people or grow a team or get leverage from that team get their team to do what is required quite simply because most of the time they don't know what is required so it's the blind leading the blind and you end up with all of the inevitable um, issues and fighting and resignations and requests for better working conditions and you know, backstabbing over money and um, 
discontent over the business owner potentially making more profit than the uh, person thinks that they should be and so on and so forth. So uh, the hiring book is available from paulshiringbook.com and of course if you are looking for my marketing book it is paulsmarketingbook.com. Uh, there is a third book in the pipeline that is actually already finished. Uh, it will be released in round about March, uh, sorry round about May, round about May the next book will be out. So uh stay tuned there's a lot 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 happening keep up keep up keep up uh, get on board and uh and keep up and finally uh, strategic planning day i'm uh, doing one in orlando uh in uh on tuesday the 22nd of january the uh event there i think it's full uh if you do want to come by chance for that one you may get in uh, email paul at paulgoff.com the next strategic planning day is tuesday the 30th of april that um, you'll be able to get to in orlando spend a full day with me and we'll map out your next 12 months budget uh, and really help you understand all of the critical drivers the metrics the key numbers that you need to hit uh, keep you focused keep you on track for 12 months including a marketing plan as well so it's a pretty cool uh, day course workshop uh, that we will be able to work together in a small group uh, and help you to uh, map out 12 days of planning in just uh, 12 months of planning in just one day. So strategic planning, if you're interested, Paul at paulgoff.com, Tuesday the 30th of April in Orlando. So that's my housekeeping. Right, let's get on to the core topic. Should you discuss profit with your staff? Should you discuss profit with your staff? I've had a few people ask me recently um, whether they should because a lot of people in my programs are, as advised, now doing annual planning events with their staff where they spend two to three days with their team, lock down the office, and if you are not doing it, you should. It will change your entire outlook of the people that you've got, your understanding of the people that you've got, and more importantly, their understanding of their own roles, what your business is about, and just generally, you get so much more buy-in when you actually sit around the table with your team for two or three days. And if you are too busy to do it, candidly, you are a busy fool. You are a busy fool and you are about to spend the next year doing shit, 80% of it, that won't make any difference to your outcome of your business. And if last year didn't go as well as you wanted and the year before didn't go as well as you wanted and the year before didn't go as well as you wanted, at some point you have to realize it's not because of what you're doing, it's because of what you're not doing. And all of these things start to get factored in during events like annual planning days, like my strategic planning days, like my masterminds and so on and so forth, which is why more often than not when people do get involved in this way of thinking, their results are astronomical. So the question's been coming up more and more. Should I talk um, about the profit that I either want to make or am making in a uh, you know in discussion with staff? And my answer is an emphatic yes. My answer is an emphatic yes because really, what choice have you got if you are asking people to? Um, it would almost be like being the manager of a baseball team trying to conceal the fact that you would like to win the league. It's it's kind of like trying to conceal. It's trying to like hide the target. The target is to win the championship or the, to win the you know the the um, NBA or whatever it would be, right? How could I get my team to to play and to be motivated and to be? How could I lead them? How could I guide them in the right direction of what ought be done to be able to achieve that target on the wall without discussing it with them? Okay, with your people, how can you get them? to do what you need them to do without discussing targets, of which one of them is profit. It's the ultimate. And and for anybody who's in any doubt about whether or not it's required, let's you forget that the only reason that you're in business is to make a profit. That 
I get it, right? I get that traditionally a lot of business owners, usually failed business owners who are fat, overweight and unhealthy and who do not see their kids and barely get home till nine o'clock at night, they're the ones who are telling you, don't discuss profit with your staff. They have a negative, narrow view of the world. They have in an unbelievable amount of paranoia and schizophrenia. And if you want to go copy them, good luck, right? But I, for one, aren't. That one of the things that I've learned and adopted over the last few years of growing businesses now on both sides of the Atlantic is that most people, when it comes to running a business, are full of shit. They have absolutely no clue what is happening to them or why it's happening. And even... Um, if you try to, to to ask somebody why they do what they do, their only answer will always be because somebody else did it. It came up in a discussion in Mastermind uh, just yesterday. Um, a new member of the program uh, does and offers 45-minute sessions. And I said, why? Why, do, why did you pick 45? She said, well, that, that's just the, the way that they did it when I worked for a business um, in the, uh, you know, before I started my business. And I said, can I just ask, why did you leave that business? She said, because I didn't like the way it was run. I was like, well, you've just done exactly the same thing. Like your only frame of reference to to run your business is based upon what other failing businesses are doing. Can can you see where this like is a problem? That most people absent of true knowledge, of true understanding of business, right? Because they don't get involved in mastermind programs and they won't get involved in seminars and events and, and they don't have coaches and they don't put themselves out there to spend money with people who understand business significantly better than them, will therefore always default to other business owners like them who are usually failing. And that's why they'll always fail. So the concept of not discussing profit, first we have to understand where the the, the outdated stereotype kind of view is and where it comes from. The traditional view is that you shouldn't discuss profit with your um, staff because you, you don't want them knowing how much you make. My point is my staff don't give a shit how much I make as long as this key thing happens, that they get what they want. There's the real, real discussion that we need to have. Because look, if I'm making a million dollars or two million dollars, ten million dollars, flying around the world in a private plane, landing in Miami to be spending the weekend on a yacht, right? Do my staff give a shit if they are getting an hour full, getting what they want and are fulfilled in their own life? The answer is no. They're not, they're not busy looking at me. They don't give a fuck what my social media looks like because they're too busy engrossed in their own life. Now, conversely, if they are miserable, if they are unhappy at work, if they are unfulfilled at work and their boss is failing to deliver the promises that were made at the beginning of a relationship and or false expectations were set and therefore the entire relationship is off to a just a just is just a nightmare then absolutely they will be pissed if you're making profit and driving the ferrari and sitting on your boat in miami but it isn't because you're making money it's because they have a hole and a gap in their life it is an example if you think you need to hide profit from your staff and you think that that is going to increase motivation, you are living in cuckoo land. That, if anything, it increases the staff's paranoia, it decreases trust, it decreases buy-in, they will forever think that you are hiding something from them, 
They'll possibly over-exaggerate what you're making anyway, which they always do. So if you're hiding it, for, if you've made 100 grand and you've hid it from them, they'll assume that you've made 250. So the actual situation is worse, right? If Back to, you know, I've just wrote the book on how to hire people that you can trust. Well, trust requires that you actually are open and you are transparent and you live in a way that is almost a little vulnerable where you do discuss openly that absolutely this enterprise of yours is here to make money. It's not Mother Teresa's physio rooms, it's Paul Goff's physio rooms. Like, I'm all in on helping people and I build a business that makes people happy, uh, makes them feel special, that gives them the outcomes that they want, gives them the time, love and attention that they want. But absolutely, do I want to make some money on the back end of it? And I'm unashamedly... Uh, happy to to announce that to the world and even if I had my patients listening if I was face to face with patients like this isn't a labor of love this isn't Paul getting out of bed all day every day giving up his energy and his time and uh, not being able to see his kids for nine ten hours a day for the sake of every fucker else on the planet it's not that way It, it has to be about you the business owner first getting your needs fulfilled because guess what happens when your needs are fulfilled your energy is high your outlook on the world is very very different your ability to come in and have fun conversations with people and be open and be trusting is very very different guess who wants to hang around with those types of people everybody on the planet because there ain't many of them around because they've all got this bullshit attitude of everybody's out to get you everybody's going to get you everybody wants to pull you down they don't They, they they genuinely don't now, Paul wants to get what he wants, but Paul also is very acutely aware that he only gets what he wants if his staff get what they want. That's where you should never confuse my, my mantra of, absolutely, I want to make some money and get what I want out of this business. But I'm acutely aware that I'll only get it if I give my staff what they want and ultimately my patients what they want. If I give my patients what they want and I give my staff what they want, I get the rest. And that's how the mentality has to be. First of all, you will never lead people if they don't know where the target is. If they don't know where they're going, they will never get there. There's no milestones on the way. You can't talk to them about things like critical drivers. You can't talk to them about how the week has gone, where the gap is, and what ought to be done to, to bridge that gap. That's why the business will stall. That's the first thing. The second thing is if you try to conceal the profit, they'll over-exaggerate, which we've discussed, and then it comes to a point where you're actually not now enjoying the business because you may be and, and could start to make some money, but do you conceal the fact that you've bought a new house? Do you come to work in scruffy clothes? Do you stop wearing the watch? Do you have two cars? You drive your Ferrari uh, all the way to work, except get out around the corner where there is another park, another car, a knackered out Dodge parked around the corner that you get in and drive to work and park in the car park and hope that your staff think that you're poor. Like, come on. Like stop living in the 1970s and 80s where you had business owners who were just dumb and thought that the answer to pretty much everything was to work till 10 o'clock at night uh, and live in a state of paranoia that staff are expenses, staff are assets. They're the greatest people that you, they're, they're the best, they're more important than your customers. Your customers are not always right. It's, it's not the customers that you should be worrying about, it's the staff that, that you should give a shit more about than your customers. And sadly, that mentality isn't there. It's starting to creep into a few businesses um, more and more, that, um, and it, it can't happen fast enough, that the, the people that I would side with all day long, if, if you worked for me, I'd be siding with you all day long over a customer. Because the customer, there's millions of them, there's not that very many good staff. And once you get them bought in, 
uh, to you and your outlook on life. Ultimately, I've found that the more transparent I am, the more open I am, the more uh, candid I am, the more I call it tight, um, the more that people actually like it because they know where they stand and they're able to get on and do their job. And if they get on and do their job, they feel good about themselves. If they feel good about themselves, they have much happier and more fulfilled lives. And therefore, they arrive at work on Monday morning at nine o'clock, much, much, much more likely to uh, be bought in to my latest idea or strategy or thing that we need to do to grow the business. So... Um, that that's my stance on it that ultimately you absolutely have to be open and be prepared to be vulnerable and again that's what a lot of that goes down to it's a hire this is a hiring problem um a conversation that i you know would be uh i would be having if 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 really now you've got staff if you think about it if you've got staff that you're not comfortable with discussion profit it means that that there's just a disconnect in them understanding what their role is the ultimate goal of any private enterprise is to make a profit. Therefore, the ultimate reason that an employee is actually employed and gets their salary every week or bi-weekly or monthly, whatever you pay them, is to help you to achieve that profit goal in the time frame that you set. There is no other reason for anybody to be employed. Like, nothing. We are not here to keep unemployment figures down. That's the fucking government's job to, to do that. That is not your job to do that. We are here to build a business which creates a certain outcome to achieve a certain type of lifestyle that factors in the risk, the worry, the doubt, the hassle, the crap, and the sacrifice that you have to take as business owners. Now, to achieve that better and faster, some people take the view that individuals, people, and a team can help them to do that, and I wholeheartedly agree. However, it should never be lost on anybody that the only reason that an employee is paid on the 28th of the month or the 15th of the month is to help you achieve your goals for a business. And if you are not considering that, or if you're thinking that you shouldn't discuss profit with your staff, you've lost sight of that. Now, whether that's a leadership thing, a confidence thing, an insecurity thing, you have to figure that out. I can tell you that it should be stopped at the hiring process, right? Too many people are caught up in all of the PC bullshit that's going on right now in society that you know employers are bad and employers are greedy and anybody who wants money is greedy and yet there go the rest of the world on a march or on a rally or on a strike because they want more money, right? It makes me laugh that the same person in Britain right now who, for example, the airlines or the underground in London, they're on strike all the time, right? If I sat next to most of those people who are on strike this weekend or over Christmas when they did it again to piss everybody off, if I sat next to those people who went on strike for a beer, I'd probably hear some form of conversation that was negative towards bankers, towards the rich, towards footballers having too much money, you know, somebody's in the paper for, for doing something wrong, their comments will always lead to that person's got too much money or those bankers are responsible for the problem, they've got too much money. Right, as if anybody who wants money is bad, and yet the next day they're on strike because they want more money. It's a joke. Like how ironic, how stupid, how um, the way that people live, and the way that they think about themselves is actually very, very different to the reality of of then the way they actually go out and do things. That um, again, you have to understand all of this. If you're growing a business, you have to understand how human beings tick, how how they are making decisions, their irrationalities, their predictable irrationalities, that they will say one thing but then do something completely different. 
so you've got to factor um you've got to factor that in that that um ultimately you are there to make a profit and you should be proud of making a profit because ultimately it means that if you've made a profit your business as long as you're ethical which i'm sure you are has solved a lot of problems for a lot of people which is why you're in business in the first place. So to me, if you rack up £250,000 or $250,000, euros, whatever, it tells me that you've solved a lot of problems for people. Why would you try to conceal that? Think about it. It's because really you've lost sight of what the purpose of your business is for. And I hope this podcast um, acts as a reminder. As you can tell, I'm pretty pissed because I've heard this now many times in the last couple of weeks. And the reason I'm pissed is it because it reminds me that so many business owners are just getting trampled on by the government and employees and just getting run ragged by vendors and insurance companies and so much so that they've lost sight of what actually is the reason that they started the business for in the first place. So a couple of tactical things to, to solve it, and it can be solved very, very quickly. Um, it's about being open uh, absolutely with your staff, 100% transparency. And if you have three, four, five staff in your office who don't like the fact that you make money, you will not. The, the only way that you can solve that problem is to walk in there on Monday morning and have it out with them. And unashamedly, put a picture of a big yacht on a wall and tell them that the target this year is $250,000 because you want to buy that yacht and see how they react. And if they're not happy, start the recruitment process because the energy that you will expend in the recruitment process will be significantly less than pulling teeth trying to get those four employees to buy into your bigger picture of your business for the next three years because they simply won't because they don't back you they're not into you and the reason that they're not backing you is because there's a hole and a void in their life they have a problem with their husband they have a problem with their wife they are worried about some other aspect of lack of fulfillment their lack of progress in their life, their lack of direction. They are surrounded by miserable people who give them miserable outlooks on life and they are bringing that to your work. If you think you can fix that, you must think you are God. If you can fix that by hiding profit from them. You have got to be kidding me. You, you, it is a classic example of, a, of in theory, it sounds good. In theory, you know, just keep the profit away from the staff and, you know, we won't have anarchy and nobody will want a piece of the bread. But in theory, it's a good solution to the wrong problem. That is not the problem. And that, that is how most business owners, and I'm going to take it back to the reason that you have to get involved in things like masterminds with me, come to strategic planning. You have to be around smart business owners who think very, very differently because it is the classic solution that sadly, it is the classic example of a, a good solution where action will be taken, but it's the wrong problem. And you will never, ever get the outcome that you want if you have a good solution, but the right to the wrong problem. 2019, it is very early. Most businesses are going to get exactly what they got last year for that very reason, that they don't know what problem that they've got in their business. And therefore, no matter what action they take, no matter what they do, they are ultimately providing the wrong solution or the right solution to the wrong problem. And that, that sums up this um, situation. So to me, figuratively, this whole thing gets stopped like this. If I'm in a hiring situation, okay, which I am next week, my question or one of the questions will be this. What do you need to make you happy? Stop. You've applied for the job. You are acutely aware of the salary. I always put the salary on my job applications. You are acutely aware of the working conditions, the, the start time, the expectations, and the salary. What else do you need to make you happy? What do you need me to do for you? You are applying for this job under those conditions. 
you're aware of them. They're not going to change next week and they're not going to change the month after. What else do you need to be happy? When they respond with whatever it is, assuming that you are able to deliver it and assuming that you like their request or their response, your next step is to reply with this. I can do that for you. Can I have the rest? That's it. Ultimately, if a PT wants $80,000, if I have a verbal agreement with that PT that they want $80,000 and to be able to finish at 3 o'clock on a Friday afternoon um, and work 9 till 5 or whatever, if agreeing that with them, and we are both on side with that, my next question has to be, if I give you that and you get that, can I have the rest? And if I get a yes, I'm good. I can make as much profit as I want. And I will remember that conversation in three months or six months or 12 months, if and when they are ever unhappy with the level of profit that I'm making, that I've delivered on my side of the conversation, which was, I will give you $80,000. I will give you a nine to five job, finish at three o'clock on a Friday. The agreement that we made adult to adult, eyeball to eyeball, face to face, was that I could have the rest. Therefore, if I want to make a million, it don't make any difference to you. I, as a human being, as a leader, as a man, as a manager of a business, as a boss, whatever you want to label me as at that point, I've delivered on my promise. It is you, the employee, who is now backtracking. And and when you start to understand that really that's that's what you need to be doing, that's how you need to be thinking, that's where you need to be holding yourself, your self-esteem, your confidence, that this isn't now just about a boss thing. This is this is actually about values now. That I I made a promise with you at the start of the agreement that I would deliver eighty thousand pounds. This type of working condition, this type of working environment, I've delivered that for the last six to nine twelve months. We had a verbal agreement between each other that whatever came after that was mine. That everything after that was mine. Whether it's a million, two million, five million, whatever. If that situation changes, it will be because you've changed and not me. In which case. It's them that needs to go, not you change. Now, I can tell you from experience of 12 years of running a business and three solid businesses now with 25 plus staff, I've never once had a problem or lost somebody because of money that I've made at all. And I've done very well in business. It's not it's not for debate that I haven't done well in business. And I'm not flash. I don't show pictures of cars. I don't buy flash watches. I have a very nice lifestyle. I have the ability to go where I want, when I want, fly whatever class I want, live in a house with seven bedrooms and a p- whatever I want to do. That that's the that's the consequence of getting successful in business. I don't come in and ram that down anybody's throat, and I don't come in and hide that. I live a very natural, normal life. If I want to buy a Porsche, I bought a Porsche Carrera 911 when I was 28, and I had 12 or 15 staff at the time, and I didn't consider for one second that any of my staff would have a problem with it. Why would they? Because I, as their boss, delivered on the agreement that we made, which was to provide a certain level of salary, a certain level of, of you know time and working conditions and expectations that were met and have been met for a significant period of time, which is why I've had staff who've worked for me for 10 years, 8 years, 7 years, on this entire journey with me. So I'm I'm getting, hopefully, through to you in this podcast that if you think that by hiding profit from your staff is the right thing to do, it, in my humble opinion, based upon my experience and all of all that my podcast is, is me sharing my what works and why I think it works. 
I, I venomously disagree. You show me a business owner who thinks he should uh, keep his profit from his staff. I'll show you somebody who's frightened, scared, paranoid, schizophrenic, doesn't enjoy their job, probably stressed to hell, doesn't probably see their kids, is working ridiculous hours for very, very little and thinks that if we can just keep hiding what we want to make and hope that they never find out, then ultimately everything will be all right. And meanwhile, they don't have staff that they can trust. They never feel like they can go away. They never feel as though the job gets done if a staff member is asked to do something because there just isn't a level of trust there. And that's ultimately um, what what is killing the business. It's the outlook that the business owner has that is 1 billion percent. Now, look, I you know the, the, the bigger my businesses gets, I absolutely get a little more paranoid in terms of where the money is and what's happening, but that's just diligence. That's not necessarily um, that I don't trust the people in my business. It's just me becoming more diligent because the risk is getting bigger of you know, money that's around or in bank accounts or, and so on and so forth. That's just me being sensible with what, you know, what's happening to, to the growth of my businesses. But it doesn't mean I distrust the people. Um, in fact, recently in a conversation with, um, you know, as we reviewed and we always do, we review all of the, the you know, access to financial information and accounts and money in this business. Um, I spotted a, a loophole where somebody who was checking everybody else's stuff wasn't being checked. And I openly said to his face that I trust him 100%, but I also know he's got access to a lot of money through my account. And even though I know on a day to day basis, he wouldn't steal from me. However, if his kids were uh, kidnapped and he needed $100,000 to free them, I would actually expect him to rob from me. So again, it's not that I distrust him, it's just that there are any number of circumstances uh, out there that could change the way somebody behaves or acts. And it's not, it's not that I don't have any form of you know, love or trust for the people that I've got, I'm just becoming more and more aware of the situations that could cause problems for me as I grow the businesses but they still see how much we make they still see what goes in they don't see what each other gets um, but I have no problem telling them what you know what ultimately I want the business to make and if we made it or if we didn't it uh, says a lot about you I believe as a leader as a manager and just you know what most importantly the confidence that you have in yourself have that conversation with yourself instead of blaming your staff or thinking that you need to hide it from them uh, just take a little look in the mirror and ask yourself how confident that person is how confident is that guy or girl actually running this business because if you're worried about losing staff because you're making too much money it tells you that you have a problem with recruitment that you're not able to recruit or you are living in fear of losing a rock star staff in which case what's the point of running a business because you're not going to sleep well at night you're figuratively waiting for the police to knock on the dark night you're locked up as a business owner all goes back to skills, your understanding of business, your understanding of people, which you know one and the same basically, um, and how well you understand yourself and, and ultimately what you want for your business. And that's the big thing that I think I would pass on to you. A business is, is, um, is a reflection of the owner. And if a business owner is insecure, uh, the business will be insecure and the staff in that business will be insecure. If the business owner is confident and strong uh, and very you know secure, happy and open, comfortable being vulnerable, then that's the way that the business will be and, and therefore as will the staff who come into it and um, they will love being part of that type of environment because there are very few uh, there are very few businesses or business owners who are strong and confident uh, who are still people orientated uh, who do want to get the best out of people but at the same time ultimately want to get the best for their businesses and in doing so allows them to continue to provide a great environment for people to not only get served as patients but also uh, make a living 
uh, as employees. So um, the last thing I've got written down that I just want to you know touch on that with ultimately you want to employ um ultimately what we want is happy people all right and and ultimately how do we get people happy it all goes down to learning the the happiest people are learning and if you're employing people who don't want to grow who don't want to learn who don't get excited at something new who don't get excited about staff training or annual planning events then you've got miserable people i can guarantee you i'll find a correlation in every single business listening to this podcast right now between uh, the environment and, and its direct link to how open people are to wanting to learn that that rockstar pt who thinks they know everything who doesn't want to be part of staff training on a wednesday morning or your admin staff who think that they're above having to learn how to continue to learn a new phone script that that business is the one that will have the problem and it's that business owner that will have this constant lifelong insecurity because um it's just going to be reflected uh, off and onto their uh, their staff so ultimately if the if the real thing that we want is happy and fulfilled people because they don't really care how much you make because they're happy and fulfilled uh, fulfilled and it isn't anything to do with money for most people the happiest people on earth are the ones who are learning um, and if you are learning and you are improving and you are knocking down challenges and obstacles in a business and you've got people who love that way of living, which it's very possible, um, then ultimately the people in your business are fulfilled. And if the people in your business are fulfilled, they don't give a shit whether you're driving a Ferrari, a Mercedes, a Porsche, flying first class, or you've just bought a helicopter. Because, and you know why? They don't even see it. They don't even see it because they are seeing what they have not what they haven't got so there you go just my opinion um relatively strong one perhaps uh based upon 12 years of experience of running a business copious amounts of staff multiple businesses and working with hundreds of business owners having observed that the common denominator between an unsuccessful business and a very successful business is usually the owner uh, and their insecurities and their fears which often get projected onto the staff and the business owner thinking that they can solve an insecurity problem or an unhappiness problem in an individual by not telling them how much money they are making. It is like rubbing the right hamstring when it is the left hamstring that has the grade two tear. Stupid. Dumb. Ain't going to get you very far. Uh, and the patient certainly wouldn't come back if that's the way that you, you did it. And um, you ain't going to get the outcomes that, that you want. So... Take that from from it what you want. Uh, hopefully it helps. There's some insights there whether you agree or whether you don't. Uh, like I said, just my opinion. So anyway, um, that's it for today. Episode 42 is done. Uh, please uh, share out on Facebook if you've enjoyed the podcast. Reach out to me at the Paul Goff. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. If you're not on the email list, please jump on to there. Go to paulgoff.com. Get on the email list. Uh, a lot happens. We communicate regularly with our audience via the uh, the email list. And if you are looking to jump on board with us, the best place to start is in our cash club. Uh, hundreds of businesses around the world receive my monthly marketing newsletter, 32 pages of marketing ideas, a monthly coaching CD from me with a download link for you to listen to, uh, a live coaching call with me once a month, and you get access to the Facebook uh, group as well as your own coach somebody to help you just to make sense of all of this stuff that's going on inside of your business i am committed to your business if you are um it's just one dollar to start the trial for 60 days you get two uh, two editions of sorry three editions of cash is king now we give you one instantly uh and you get into the facebook group onto the calls uh and just generally to hang out with some really smart business owners so head over to ptprofitacademy.com forward slash cash hyphen club pt profitacademy.com forward slash cash 
hyphen club if you want to get started with us for uh, that next level of coaching we are hundreds of business owners strong and uh, if you're a good fit and uh, you like the sound of what we speak about on this podcast you'll love everything that we speak about at a much higher level um, inside of our cash club uh, hopefully I will see you there and the next event that I've got for you is strategic planning day Tuesday the 30th of April in Orlando I will um I will be back soon from the other side of the Atlantic uh, from my new office in celebration in Orlando. Uh, and hopefully I'll have made a trip or two to Disney uh, with the kids. The first thing that I will be doing on Monday morning, of course, is ordering my Florida uh, Disney residency passes uh, to be able to frequent the parks and the hotels uh, significantly more often. Anyway, have a great uh, day. Thanks for listening. and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. If you want to advance your business education even faster, then simply head over to paulgoff.com where there are instant access PDF reports and online trainings that you can have from us for free. You can take our free report, the seven things that PT school forgot to teach you about becoming a successful business owner and the online tutorial, how to generate 20 new patients in the next 30 days without a single referral from a doctor. Both of these free trainings will give you more guidance, clarity and the essential skills to help you grow a more successful physical therapy business starting today. Find out the critical things that Paul's learned from growing his very own private physical therapy business and from helping other business owners from all across America, in Britain, Canada and Australia. As valued listeners, we want to give you this training for free. All you have to do is head over to paulgoff.com, that's P-A-U-L-G-O-U-G-H dot com to collect them. We'll see you again next week for another episode of Paul Goff's Physical Therapy Business School podcast. And until then, have a fabulous week.